1: Bruce Arians on Tuesday called Jameis Winston an unknown quantity. He said his performance the last month of the season was not what he was looking for. And once again, while saying the Bucs can win with Winston, he indicated the team is looking for better options. The most stern rebuke yet of Winston's performance from Bruce Arians from the NFL Combine in Indianapolis on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times along with producer Steve Versnick. As I mentioned, I am in Indy. Uh, Where we had an opportunity to talk to not just Winston, uh, but also uh, General Manager Jason Light. More on him probably tomorrow, though we will discuss sort of his take on Winston and free agency and Shaq Barrett. Um, But just to start, you know, uh, really almost from the end of the season, Bruce Arians has been pretty consistent uh, with respect to Winston, who is going to be a free agent here coming up uh, during the you know, the signing period, uh, you know, March 16th, and, you know, it's interesting that the season did not end well, we know that, of course, you know, a pick six uh, in a walk-off overtime loss to the Atlanta Falcons, those last two games, I think Winston threw six interceptions uh, or thereabouts, um, and, you know, 10 in the last four games or five games, but it was more than that. It was just that, you know, the biggest number Arians brought up himself again was the 30 interceptions. Now, he acknowledged that he did some great things, right? 5,109 yards, 33 touchdowns. He got better at throwing the deep ball. So he made a lot of plays. Um, but there's a stark difference between the way that Bruce Arians talks about Shaquille Barrett when he says he's not going anywhere. Versus Jameis Winston when he says, well, let's see what's behind door number two first. And what that comes down to is maybe whether you use a franchise tag on one player or not. Um, the tag deadline, by the way, is extended to March 12th. But that's just four days before the start of free agency. So, you know, one of the things that's pretty obvious that if the Bucks want to see what's out there, they'll have to wait uh, until the start of free agency which means that they can't use a tag on Jameis Winston if they want to see what other quarterbacks are available unless they use it and then rescind it later if he doesn't sign it so let's go back to the start um you know it was Tuesday morning around 11 a.m here in Indianapolis when we had a chance first Bruce Arians spoke you know to the media uh, on the podium uh, a little bit about Winston and some other subjects and then a uh you know, kind of a scrum of, of local beat writers that are here in Indianapolis I had a chance to talk to him more privately. You'll hear that interview in its entirety here in just a minute. And we'll go ahead and discuss now sort of the, the contents of that. As I mentioned, um, you know, Arians has been consistent saying that uh, that that he wants to see what's behind, you know, door number two. And he said it again. As a head coach, you have to decide is there – a better option but and and i will grant you that this this as i wrote in the Tampa Bay times you can read this on dot um this may be a spoke a smoke screen wrapped in a negotiating leverage and topped with fertilizer i mean i don't know right this could be uh, part negotiation part gamesmanship whatever i know that jason light is going to meet with joel Siegel, who's james winston's agent here in indianapolis here uh in the next day or so if he hasn't already um but I'll tell you what it reminds me of. Um, and, and, you know, they may well end up with Jameis Winston as their quarterback. But it reminds me of, of sort of the rhetoric that Bruce Arians used when talking about Gerald McCoy a year ago. I mean, at, at this point last year, McCoy had three years left on his contract. He was due $13 million in 2019. It was not guaranteed. None of it was. But Arians, you know, started sounding like he wanted to see what else was out there. This is what Arians said about McCoy, he says he's not disruptive as disruptive as he was four years ago. He's still pretty disruptive. He's still a good player. Um, and so when asked why there's so much uncertainty about McCoy, much like there's uncertainty about Winston, he said, "Well, it's probably a better question for Jason Light because there's a you know the financial is a big part of it." Well, we know what happened after that, right? What happened after that is they were looking for what was behind door number two. It turned out to be door number Sue in Damakang Sue. Um, who signed a, a one-year, $8 million deal shortly after Joe McCoy was released because McCoy did not want to play um, for less than the $13 million they owed him. And, and frankly, I think the Bucks were ready to move on. They wanted a better option. Does this sound familiar to you? It does to me. Um, and, you know, in talking about Barrett, Shaq Barrett, in relation to Winston, he made it clear that retaining Barrett is a higher priority than his quarterback, um, which is not usually the case, you know. And as I mentioned, you know, the only way to ensure that is to franchise him or put a tag on him if you're unable to reach a long-term deal. Now, you know, he led the NFL in the sacks with 19 and a half. And I think really Coach Arians made the distinction as to why he has one view of Barrett and another one of Winston. He said, Look, one's the sack leader, you know, and it's hard to find. And he knows what he can be in the defense. The other, he said, and this is where he said, is an unknown quantity to me still. He mentioned the 5,000 yards, the 33 touchdowns, which he said was awesome. But then, what about the 30 interceptions, you know? Then turned around and said, Well, you know, can we win with Jameis? Hell yeah. But as a head coach, you have to ask, is there a better option? And that's where this conversation has been. It hasn't moved since the last throw of the season. Um, And look, this is an unusual year for free agency. It's unusual in the sense that you have names at the quarterback position, right, that are free agents. Guys like Tom Brady, who has decided to return to the Saints, um but also guys like Philip Rivers who's going to be available cuz the Los Angeles Chargers have said they're not interested in re-signing him you know and you have the possibility of a Ryan Tannehill who could be out there the big fish of course the goat Tom Brady has not announced whether he is intending to return you know to New England or not and in fact Arians mentioned him by name he said you know was there somebody out there you know that you would like behind door number 2 he goes well Tom Brady you know so, aside from that, though, a lot can happen between now and March 12th when the deadline is for franchise tags. Now, Brady cannot be franchised, but certainly you've got to believe that the New England Patriots want to know, by the start of free agency, whether Brady is in or, or looking around. And what Arian's point is, is look, I, we really don't know, what's, you know who's available. Now, in Indianapolis, if you've ever been here for the Combine... Um, you know, it's a combination of every NFL coach, assistant coach, uh, executive, general managers, cap guys, contract guys, and player agents uh, who come here to be certified every year. And, you know, they're all meeting and talking about players. Now, you know, it's it it's not, you're not supposed to talk about prospective free agents, guys that are still technically under contract with other teams until they get to free agency. But we know those conversations happen in the bars and you know the the cigar rooms all around Indianapolis. But in addition to the free agents, what Arians you know mentioned also is that you know when the dominoes start falling, okay. If say, for example, that Tom Brady goes, I want to go play for Mike Vrabel in Tennessee. Good running game, good tall, you know some big receivers, my kind of offense, good defense. I know John Robinson may be from the Patriots. I want to go play there. Um, then all of a sudden, Tannehill's a free agent. Okay, If, for example, somebody else, Tom Brady, goes to, say, Las Vegas, maybe Derek Carr becomes available in a trade. We know that Andy Dalton, if the Cincinnati Bengals draft Joe Burrow, he may become available in a trade. So there are dominoes that are going to fall, and it seems for all the world that Bruce Arians wants to see who's going to be there. And again, the only way to know that for sure is to wait until the start of free agency. Um, most likely, we know that Teddy Bridgewater is going to be free agent because Breeze reti- returned to New Orleans. And, you know, that means that Bridgewater is likely not going to be wanted. They have Taysom Hill, who's an RFA that they can control for one more year at minimal cost. So there's another guy who's available. And, you know, Jason Light called it door, we got to see door number two, door number three, and door number four, meaning that there could be several combinations that they could look at it. Um, You know, and and Light, who will will let you hear from probably tomorrow on the podcast, you know, admitted for the first time he had not talked about the 2019 season that, look, it didn't go the the way they had hoped. I mean, remember now, they hired Bruce Arians to be the quarterback whisperer. This was the guy. Okay, that was going to turn Jameis Winston's career around. And while he put up a lot of yards and threw for a lot of touchdowns, he absolutely threw away two or three or four games. Uh, Bruce Arians continues to say this was a 10 win football team. They won seven. Um, The last two games, Winston essentially threw away. Now, you know, he's a tough guy. He played with a broken thumb, all of that. Um, But there were games early in the year as well. And so, you know, what Light said is like, look, you know, nobody wants to say they had six pick-sixes and seven interceptions on in the first possession, that sort of thing. But they did get better uh, on defense. And, you know, the other the other change of sort of tone for Arians, at least on Tuesday at the NFL Combine, was, you know, in the past, he's always been quick to say, well, not every interception is really on Jameis Winston. He would point out this guy ran about around right here, pressure there, etc. Um, you know, he was asked did you go back and look at all the plays? And he said, yeah, and we got a lot of clarity. Um, and he didn't want to talk about how many interceptions he felt were on Jameis. Didn't want to go there. Uh, just said that, uh, you know, it wasn't what I was hoping to see, especially late in the year. Um, and, then, and then moved on. So, you know, here we are uh, at the Combine where, for the first time, In addition to looking at the free agents, quarterbacks, the Bucks can be looking at quarterbacks in the draft. Look, they they have one guy under contract right now, and that's uh, Ryan Griffin, who has thrown all of fourteen passes or two four passes in his career, and that happened last year when he got to play in a regular season game. And he's thirty years old, so you know you you are going to have to whether it's Winston for a year, Winston for two years, what have you. Start bringing some guys up in the pipeline to develop them, and who knows, maybe you find somebody in the later rounds that um, becomes a starter. You know, certainly Seattle did it with Russell Wilson. Those guys are there. You have to draft and develop them, um, but it happens all the time. Deshaun Watson with the Houston Texans. So, you know, what Arian says is he, he's opening, open to drafting a guy and he's excited about, you know, looking at quarterbacks again. He says, but it has to be the right guy at the right time. Um, he doesn't want a guy that's going to be sitting on the bench for three or four years. And if he does sit that long, then he's got to come in the right time of the draft, which means, you know, he's a big upside, but just as a guy that needs to develop. Now, among those quarterbacks that could be further down in the draft, but maybe not that far, is Jake Fromm from Georgia, Jacob Eason, who used to be at Georgia, went to Washington, of course. Uh, Even a guy like Jalen Hurts is interesting, you know. Um, And and what, you know, what Arian stresses, he wants to be around winners, Uh, he wants to be around guys with the right mentality guys that uh, you know, have a high football IQ. So all that will happen in the interviews this week. But they'll be interviewing quarterbacks uh, in addition to all the other positions. And, um, you know, this thing is, uh, is really just ramping up. Now what was interesting is that, you know, Arians, um, you know, went on NFL Network later, and he said that they know what they're going to do. Now, what I think he meant by that is they know all the different scenarios; they have run through them. He says, "But we still got to see who else is available. You have to do your due diligence." Ian Rapoport from uh, NFL Network has has insisted that Winston's back. Um, in essence, that unless they find somebody, you know, perhaps like a Brady or a Tannehill or something like that, um, that they will they will find a way to to strike an accord with Winston. I don't think it's going to be that easy. Um, I, I and I and I'm fairly certain when I say. They do not want to put the franchise tag on this guy. If you're in unknown quantities, okay, after five seasons in the NFL with this franchise, unknown quantities don't make $27 million on a one-year deal. That, that just doesn't sound right to me. Uh, it doesn't sound as if they're a guy, he's a guy they want to franchise. So the other option is, do you do this? Do you franchise him and hope that in the four days before free agency, he doesn't run in and sign the offer sheet, in which case you'd have to pay him the $27 million next year. And he may want to look around himself, although he knows he can't because he's franchised. And then you look around if he doesn't sign right away, um, and you find out what is indeed going to make it to free agency. And then you rescind the franchise tag, which you can do uh, if it's unsigned. Um, and... You know, that way you cover yourself on the one hand, you find something better, but you get to look around. Um, you go that route. I don't know how that would be at all good business. <laughs> maybe it's, maybe it would work for the bucks, but I think it's a it's a bad business practice in general. It's not good faith for sure. And, you know, but this thing is has taken on kind of a different tone. And, and look, I'm just basing it on my instincts and what I'm told and, and sort of what I know, too, within the Bucks organization that um, I think Bruce Arians really does want to look out there and see if there's an upgrade, if there's somebody uh, he can win with while the focus remains on retaining as many defensive players as they can. He said today that he believes that Ndamakong Su wants to play next season and that he wants to play for the Bucks, And so... If that is true and they can reach an agreement, he played for $9.5 last year, doesn't sound unreasonable, maybe somewhere in that neighborhood, um, I could see Sue back. Jason Pierre-Paul is the other guy that they absolutely want back. And so, you know, if they're able to retain that front seven with Shaquille Barrett, who you could franchise, and it makes sense for a lot of reasons, right? He did just do it one year, even though Arians was quick to say he don't think he's a one-year wonder. He says, you can't. Have nineteen and a half sacks and be a fly by night guy. That's not who he is. Um, but if you can get those guys back, that that takes a priority um, over maybe franchising your quarterback at twenty seven million dollars. So you know we'll hear a lot more this week uh, from Jason Light. There's there's plenty of other news and notes. Some some stuff on OJ Howard. How they feel uh, confident that he's going to be a guy that's going to be in their future and. Um, going back and watching the tape and thinking about the different ways they can use him, they think he's going to be better in 2020. Of course, they got till May 2nd to pick up his fifth-year option, which they made it clear they will probably do that. Uh, you know, the running back position is one that they're always looking out for. Um, he mentioned they they felt like Ronald Jones was a guy that's going to get better and better. Uh, did not mention, however, Peyton Barber, who I think they'd like to upgrade from. There's really no position in the draft the Bucks wouldn't probably consider, although it's obvious that offensive line is a priority. And, uh, you know, those guys are hard to draft and to develop. It's a good offensive line draft. Defensive line, too, particularly interior. Um, if they're able to, you know, eventually replace Ndamukong Sioux, get somebody to go with uh, with Vita Veya, that's going to be important. And, uh, you know, a lot of other news and notes we'll have for this week. Uh, check out Tampa Bay.com. I uh, had a video of Mitch Wilcox and him talking about how his last season at USF probably didn't help his draft stock, to say the least, but he is here, and, uh, and some discussion about the guys at the top of the draft, Joe Burrow, Tua Tagovailoa. So go to TampaBay.com, check out all that information, and uh, and follow the, the coverage here at the NFL Combine all week long.
0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: All right, as promised, this was uh, Bruce Arians after he got off the podium. We had a chance to talk to him for about 12, 13 minutes or so. On his thoughts, a lot of what I just mentioned, but you'll hear him in his own words responding to our questions at the NFL Combine on Tuesday. Bruce, you, you've said that Shaq Barrett ain't going nowhere. Are you still standing by that? Yes, indeed. Okay, so that would say to me that even if you couldn't reach a long-term agreement, that, that there a tag would be involved. But with Jameis, you say, let's see what's behind door number two. Those are totally different stances, right, on both players? Yes. and You know,
2: one is a sack leader. Yeah. And... Uh they're hard to find yeah. uh, so yeah. and, and I know he wants to be in this defense right. so uh, the other is an unknown quantity to me still mm-hmm. you know I mean 5,000 yards and 30 touchdowns is awesome 30, to 30 interceptions so awesome.
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, can we win with James? Hill yeah think okay. there's no doubt but is, as a coach and head coach you gotta you gotta decide is there a better option and, and go see if there is. Mm-hmm. And you still
1: don't know right now. You just don't know whether you'll have a better I, I option. I really
2: don't know who's available. Truly, uh, you know, Mike and, and Jason can talk to agents now, so um, we'll find out hopefully in 36, 48 hours. It's yeah. not just
0: the free agents too. I mean, there's obviously
2: quarterbacks that are under, under contract to the teams. You had a lot of success in finding Carson Palmer when mm-hmm. he was under contract. Could that be a similar situation here? Yeah, I think when those dominoes start following, start dominoes start falling, other guys are going to be on the market. So it's like. Long, I don't want to drag it out very long. Uh, that's one thing I'd like to get done soon. Um, but we'll
0: see. You have a couple other free agents on defense. You got any feedback from JPP or Sue? You know what their intentions are? I think,
2: yeah, th- those talks are all going very, very really well. So hopefully, we can get some stuff done soon. You think you can keep all three of the guys on defense? The I, big hope so. I think so. Bruce, so. is there any update on Justin Evans and his injury situation? Maybe availability? Yeah, we, we were hoping April 1st, as on June 1st. who was running. He's running in the pool, uh, so he's making progress. I was hoping to get some OTAs out of him, and uh, but uh, he's making good progress. Have Coach, you been in any
0: type of contact with Jameis this off at all?
2: We texted a couple of times. That's it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Coach, what would you say to a fan who says, uh, "Well, Shaq might be just a one of these one year wonder kind of guys"? You don't get 19 and a half being a one year wonder, you know. And uh, so, yeah, I think he's uh, not. He's not a. He's not a He's not a fly-by-night guy. He's, it's going to be real for a long time.
0: How do you feel about your cornerback situation? You're so young in that
2: department. Oh, I love it. We're, long, we're young we're talented. And uh, I think all those kids um, finished the season playing extremely well. Um, they didn't hit the rookie wall for some reason, like some do. I mean, they were, they were still in there 530 and wanted to watch him take the last week. Uh, some of them are now, so... Yeah, I think that that's a really, really solid position for us for long time. Does
0: that group need a, a, a veteran player, or do you think that they have enough initiative to be able to do that kind of without, them? Uh, they
2: without that? They didn't, you know, they didn't really have one last year, and they and they were they were the leaders back there. So I don't I don't think that's always necessary. You talked about the offensive line depth in this draft class. Are there other positions that pop out to you? Oh, wide as receivers! As well. Oh my gosh, I mean, there's probably forty. You know, <laughs> it's, uh, you're gonna find every shape, size that you look. It's a beauty contest, so. The, whatever you like, tall, fast, a little fast. I mean, they're all here. And uh, I think the kids that used to play basketball are now playing wide receiver in college because they couldn't make it in the NBA. So the athleticism of some that's
0: amazing. Some would say that you have an embarrassment of riches almost in that department with the team you already have. I know Perryman's a free agent and everything, but, but I mean, would that preclude you from taking a, a no, wide receiver no, in the
2: draft? No, I think when you're looking at the future, you know, we want to get first extended, uh, so you got Mike and Chris, and that's just keeping that. Scotty came along, so we would love to have a sharp back because it fits what we're looking for. But not at a price when you have all these receivers in the draft.
0: You said you want to get Chris extended. Is that something you want to do before this season? <clears throat> I hope so.
2: Yes. Okay. I mean, where does that kind of factor into the other priorities?
0: Because I know he's not a free agent, but you know Shaq is, and um... yeah, that's
1: just that's all separate money. Separate money. Regardless of what you do at the starting quarterback, um, and there's a chance, but what would you'd have to draft a guy this year, right? I mean, you want to build that position up. Is are you fairly committed to somewhere in this draft? We should probably come out of this if with the right guy at the right time. Okay. You know, I don't think. I don't
2: think we want one that's going to be sitting on the bench for three years. Right. Right. You know, if he is, he's got to come at the right time in the draft. Okay. And uh, and yeah. I think there are some guys like that. Yeah. Well, I think a big upsides. Right. In
1: you are at the offensive line, and, and sometimes that can take some time to develop. Is there value in, in having, like, DeMar Dodson back for a year and, and still drafting an offensive tackle and yeah, I mean, having a plan like that in place?
2: You well, know, that's one of the things we'll have to talk about some more is, is what we want to do there. But, um, again, the price has got to be right. Yeah. Coach, you said that
0: regarding uh, quarterback, you know, you can win with Jameis. We want to see who else is available. Is it fair to say there is one guy out there that if he was available, you would pick up the phone? Tom Brady. Okay, well,
2: that's a guy. <laughs> Philip Rivers. What
0: about him?
2: He's available now. there's is another guy. We, we, we'll see. Bruce, when you scout running backs, what is the,
0: like, number, or a couple traits or qualities that you're really looking that you've kind of got to have if you're going to feel good about
2: a running back? For me, it's, I can, you can see him am all run. Right. I want to see him catch. It's college football right now, they don't do a lot of pass blocking, so that's just, that's always a big step for them. But c- can they be a receiver? You know, uh, that separates guys from having to come off the field. You know, I've had Christian Nicoya, who led the league, but he never played on third down. Uh, Edwin James never came off the field. Marshall Faulk never came off the field. So, you're always for me, I'm looking for that type of guy.
1: When you go back and look at O.J. Howard and you evaluate his season. Um, what, what, is, is he a bit of an, an enigma for
2: you in terms of the, the potential No, I, there, I, I think I think you know he started out having a, a career, got hurt. Right? People are trying to put him in a, in a in a class he has never reached yet. Right? right. right? So the expectation that sometimes we we'll out there putting on him, he has done that yet. Okay. Right? He has that potential. Um, he got better and better as a blocker, uh, which for me is, is important. Uh, Steadily got better catching the ball and holding on to it, you know. Uh, so um, can he be a threat? Yeah, every, every week we look for the best matchups, you know. And when you have Chris and Mike, the tight ends by not catching the hell out of balls. Bruce, you mentioned the athleticism of some of these quarterbacks. Could a guy like Jalen Hurts work in your system where you throw the ball down? Well, the I, I think so. You know, I, I have to really get to know him. Yeah. You know, because for me, it's the mentor, Right. You know, uh, but I know he's a competitor in the winner. Yeah. So, and he improved a lot as a passer. Yeah. Going out to Oklahoma, especially. So, um, I, I think those type of guys there's a spot for. Yeah. You know. And then you build your offense around them. True.
0: You mentioned measuring. You know, you want guys that are winners. You also want guys that are good decision makers. So, how do you measure something like decision making in a place like this where you're not? You can, you, there's already uh, game tape. It's already out you there. Do, but you
2: do that off tape? Mm-hmm. You know. You get to meet them for the first time here. I don't put a lot of stock in the workouts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you might run 4-3, but your tape says you're 4-6. You might run a 4-6, but your tape says you're 4-4. So the tape don't lie. Combine lies. <laughs> you, can, you can fall in love with the combine and you get your ass broke.
0: But, I mean, are there uh, ways to measure, like, mental processing and things like that, the, the type of processing and, you need to play it, that it, position? The
2: interviews, when you get them one-on-one, try uh, to throw them in the fire a little bit. Uh, get up there and draw your best play against this coverage that coverage. And some kids can't do it. There's Ken, you know. So, you said earlier you'd like to hit some of these guys some hard questions. You said, "Can you give us an example or two? When's the last time you got high? What kind of response you get question? with that? Is that a hard question or an easy? I mean, that could be a
0: trick question
2: too. Yeah, but I just want to look in their face to see if they do. <laughs> <laughs> if they start, they start. I know. So. Is First, Kappa, is this
1: home at guard? He has some tackle experience playing in college, but is he an option of yeah. right tackle for you guys? Or no, I
2: think he's found his spot. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a he's really solid guard, and uh, I don't want to set him back to moving. He's, he's, he's gotten better and better and better.
1: Bush, when you have that many free agents on the defensive line or outside linebacker, and you look at this draft at 14, does it seem like there's going to be some people that you can start to fortify that? that oh, I, really, I don't
2: think there's any doubt. Yeah. You know? uh, yeah. It, it, there's there's a bunch of pass rushers. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of big guys. Yeah. Um, sure. Go. But I mean, to me, it's still can we get our guys? Right. Then we'll will
0: fill in. Start with that. Yeah.
1: First oh. oh, last year, you guys were so limited by the salary cap and for what you could do. Uh, how much different is it this spring with so much no, flexibility? It's a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We
2: got we got lucky got Jack, and got Shaq and got Rashard and they were two big hits for us last year. So if we can. Keep the guys we know, and, because there's no surprises. You know, um, and having the money and the flexibility to do it,
0: it's, it's a lot more fun.
2: Do you know if
1: Indomicon wants to play another year?
0: When
2: we talked, he does. He does. Okay.
0: How important is competition at the quarterback position for you this year versus last year? I knew last year you were all about, this is Jameis' team, and you didn't want and to look it over his shoulder. If you have
2: competition at quarterback, you probably don't have one. Been my
0: so you want to still go in this year with having that, that bona fide, this is we're, we're, our guy, we're that's we're it.
1: Recorded, that's our mm-hmm. When you look back on, on Jameis, you know, you're trying to figure out Jameis moving forward to see a franchise guy with that fifth-year option, and here you are, and you're still undecided. Is, is there a sense of disappointment that you
2: didn't get that question answered during the season? Oh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, December wasn't what I was hoping to see. <laughs> okay. There's so many good things on the ground, uh, but... And I think they Is there one, one uh,
0: position that you've put a lot of extra
2: time in leading into this draft? I've yeah, probably watched of more offensive linemen than I have in years. You know, uh, because there's, again, a lot of good quality guys uh, up and down, you know, centers, guards, tackles. So uh, I usually like watching skill players more. Uh, but i has a lot of time this year have there been any of those offensive linemen that have really stood out to you and tape that really impressed you? Yeah, oh gosh, there's about five or six tackles that are big time. One more thing, yeah. in the you wouldn't be yeah. last question, guys. You, you wouldn't oh, be opposed to, to having the back and you know, closing, no, closing no, the door. No, not at all. With the with the, the thirty interceptions you missed through, I know you said throughout
0: the season it wasn't always on him, it wasn't always his fault. You said you were going to go back and kind of break down each one. How many would you say were on him, or did you get some
2: clarity on those? Yeah, or, we got. feeling coach Did you have taken physical oh
1: no I, I got another C plus <laughs> alright thanks for listening more from the NFL Combine tomorrow of course you'll hear more from Jason Light uh, discussing a lot of these topics and of course follow us on Tampa Bay.com for all the updated information also we're going to have a mailbag this week we want you guys to get your questions in uh, as soon as you can you can do that by reaching us on Twitter at Sports Day TV. you can reach me on Twitter at NFLStraddle my email address is R Stroud at TampaBay dot com for Steve Erstling. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.